Welcome to episode 26 on Unspeakable Bliss. I've been getting in the habit of uploading these contemplations, these meditations, both to my YouTube channel and and to unspeakable bliss. And today, I'm gonna share four quotes with you that I came across. Well, three of them yesterday and one of them has been, uh, I've known about it for some time. I mean, I guess, you can think about this or rather be with this in a contemplative, meditative way. The first quote is usually attributed to Dogen, Dogen Zenji, Zen priest, but I actually, I can't find that when I type it into Google. I've heard it spoken so many times. Who knows who said it? Maybe it doesn't exactly matter who originally said it. The universe is maximally exerting itself to create this moment and nothing more. I've shared that quote so many times. I've naturally, I guess, committed it to memory. The universe is naturally, the universe is exerting itself maximally to create this moment and nothing more. Next quote is from Osho. I heard Angelo DeLulo wrote a book on, on awakening. Uh, referred to this in a podcast that he did. The ego must come to a peak. It must be strong. It must have attained an integrity. And only then can you dissolve it. So reminiscent of Carl Jung's idea of indiv full individuation. The ego must come to a peak. It must be strong. It must have attained integrity. Only then can you dissolve it. 
heard so many different pointers, which ultimately contradict themselves when it comes to teachings relating to enlightenment, awakening, and there's a few reasons for that. I think one reason is there are different prescriptions, different uh, pointers that work depending on where one is oriented, where they are uh, on the path so to speak. One set of practices could work perfectly for one person and they could be, they could not for another. It reminds me of how Buddha would say, there's a story of someone, uh, a, a Zen teacher, not probably a Buddha, someone who has Buddha nature within them. It was actually Jack Cornfield. He was on retreat and he noticed his teacher saying, giving different instructions to different people, even though the person is asking the very same question. And he confronts his teacher about that. And his teacher says, well, different people need different things at different times. What's true at a certain time may not be true at another time. So that's one reason for it. And the other reason is that if, if I wanted to say what is true, then it would probably be best to not say anything at all. Anything from a relative level is not going to be the absolute truth because it's trapped, confined by definition, something like that. So I guess I say all that just to point to the intuitive awareness that's within each of us that knows when, when a certain pointer is supportive and when it isn't. And, and in that way, all of this does come back down to trusting ourselves, trusting our part of this grand play. Okay. Two more quotes. I haven't even read the last quote. It's going to be a mystery to me. I, I briefly glanced at it. and The first few words resonated with me. They're from a teacher named Robert Adams. So here's the first one. All suffering subsides. All fear dissolves. All separation is revealed as illusion. Everyone is your brother and sister. All of humanity are your family. Everything is revealed as bright and shining splendor and glory, pure and whole. You understand why everything 
that appeared to happen to you happened. You see beyond this brief life journey into eternity. You have become a part of the omniscient love. The divine plan is revealed. Here's the last one that's also new to me. There is nothing to figure out and nothing to understand. You are not a person. There is no such thing as a person. This so-called person is merely a thought in the mind of God. In truth, it is not even that. There is only pure awareness, consciousness, formless, unborn, and undying, and that is who you are. How can the apparent mind possibly comprehend this? It is not possible. The finite can never understand the infinite. The mind does not exist. Seek the source of the mind, the source of the I thought, a constant patient self inquiry when the mind is quiet you shine in all your glory be yourself and be happy whoa and i've exercised this using the, the, the logical and rational mind to its absolute extent. And it just seems to get lost in the mystery itself. I'll give you an example. Even in the last, the last thing that Robert was pointing to where he said the mind does not exist. And uh, the, the, where he says the finite mind or the finite cannot comprehend the infinite. Well, what's really funny about that is the finite mind is made out of the infinite. There is nothing but the infinite. And so that's why in the previous meditation, if you did it, the pointer I was giving is this is it. You know, we have, we could call it consciousness awareness. All of that is pointing to that whatever this is, whatever you and I 
whatever we are experiencing now, there's nothing other than it. And it is even beyond it, this. It is beyond itness and includes itness because everything is only made up of this same, whatever, whatever name our mind wants to give to this. And it is by that, when I ask where, where is the evidence for anything separate, It's for the same reason why there's no single idea or thing to get or to understand. I think it's the same reason why some will say there are no enlightened beings because there's no enlightenment, so to speak, to stand out that is other than every, everything. I think it does come back to trusting this intuitive, spontaneous impulse inside ourselves that is part of all of creation on a moment to moment basis. I heard a teacher once say, it is like making the impossible, po it is making the impossible possible and the possible impossible. I guess because everything, <laughs> every possibility is possible and not to this, this paradox. So how could I say that it's, that something couldn't be understood? I don't know. Do not know. Mystery. All right. Until next episode. See you then.